I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hi everyone and welcome to Mentally Yours, Metro.co.uk's weekly mental health podcast. I'm Yvette and today I'm chatting to Ashley Louise. She's a presenter, host and social commentator, and she's also the founder of the hugely popular Talks with Ash on Twitter Spaces. We're going to be chatting about depression and the stresses of the online world. My name's Ashley Louise, um, also kind of known as Talks with Ash, and I am a social commentator. I guess you would kind of call me a, a news personality. And I kind of just comment on popular culture, current events, celebrity culture, and then issues that face whatever kind of like community, I guess, that I would be associated with. So it's very obvious I'm a black woman. So we do talk about uh, issues that face our community as well. But for the most part, um, Talks with Ash is more of a lighthearted kind of platform. And we discuss uh, the popular television shows that are on at any particular time and like I said popular culture celebrity culture so yeah that that's kind of me I guess yeah I absolutely loved your talks with Ash um, that you ran this summer from Love Island it was like my routine sort of watch Love Island then listen to talks with Ash oh. it was great no it was really lovely I sort of watch Love Island and then sort of yeah join the community and listen to what people had to say um, how did you get to where you are where you are now because you've got a massive following and, you know, you're obviously holding events and you're kind of monetizing it. Um, so how did you kind of, how did you achieve it is what I'm asking, really. Yeah, I think consistency and then being a very authentic personality that my audience and my listeners could get to know. So firstly, we started over on Clubhouse and we would have conversations during lockdown almost every day. And we kind of got into a bit of a routine so people would know, okay, Talks with Ash is usually on at this time. 
And then we did the space that kind of blew things up, which was the uh, makeup artist, Instagram makeup artist and hair space. And after that, um, we kind of we kind of grew very quickly. So, uh, yes. And then we moved over to Twitter spaces. And as you said, Love Island, we got we got started with Love Island rooms, just recapping every single night what was happening on the show. And I think it's great because it was something that had never been done before. And it was a platform for people to come on and genuinely speak and give their opinions on what was happening on the show in a way that you might not be able to do if you've got friends that don't watch it. And we were able to talk about real issues because as much as Love Island is a fun show about dating, we all date in real life and we all have some of these issues in in our personal lives. So um, it was really, really great to kind of get the emo like get people excited to talk about that and then I think in terms of like how I grew my following like I said just being myself being able to just be Ashley Louise and people know get to know me so people know when I'm a bit tired that day and people know my laugh and people know like my little sayings and people know when I want to speak and to hurry up and wrap it up and I think that has really helped me retain like a loyal following yeah definitely and that definitely comes across um, let's talk a little bit about Love Island now, because because obviously that was huge this sort of past summer. Yeah. Um, have you been approached by the show? And if you were, would you consider um, a spot on After Sun? I haven't been approached by ITV or Love Island, which I think is a shame because what we were able to achieve this summer had never been done before on any scale. And if you think about Love Island themselves, ITV's Love Island's Twitter page that's got what I don't know how many millions of um people following um they held a Twitter space and they had about 2,000 people in that night and I held a space same time same place and I had about 8,000 people in my space and I've got a fraction of the following that they have so no haven't been approached by them I would love to I think what I would love in an ideal world is to maybe have um, a spot on after sun once a week as a kind of like guest host and then still do talks of ash on spaces because um what we kind of offer on spaces is probably a little bit more risque than itv would probably want to have on a kind of main show so i think the best of both worlds would be ideal for me mm. um in terms of love island do you have any thoughts on how the show could be improved because as you sort of said with talks with ash quite a lot of big issues sort of came up didn't they in terms of um, some misogyny that sort of happened on the show, um, some possible bullying. Um, Do you have any thoughts around that on, or just generally how the show could improve and maybe just be a bit more fun or different next year? Yeah, I think I've been critical in the past of the the diversity issue. I think they did really well with that this year. I think it was a really diverse cast and um, I was really happy to see um, you know, a black woman such as India get that full Love Island experience from start to finish and feel like she was desired by several different people. So I think they got that right. I think you're right in terms of bullying. I would have liked to see them intervene earlier on. I think it's very obvious when the producers intervene because we get all the apologies. But I think knowing when to intervene and knowing kind of when to take a back seat, they could be better at that. I think a lot of the stuff with um I won't I won't mention names, but just um how some of the men were treating and talking to some of the women I think it would have been nice to see ITV intervention and maybe just a little message at the end of some of the shows 
that were quite contentious maybe just a little message just to say that ITV don't you know don't condone any of the behavior and castmates were spoken to just to give us a little bit of ease that things were kind of being done because you know we don't know what happens behind the scenes we don't know what the producers say to cast members so maybe just a little note either before or after the show um and then kind of you know they've changed the show format quite a lot in terms of they've removed the smoking area they've um they've removed some of the games that i i guess i think that that was probably to protect um the mental health of some of the the castmates but i think there is a way to kind of keep that fun um those fun games in and take care of the the castmates i don't think it's either or i think they could do both and i think that's what they could do better yeah definitely that makes sense um would you ever consider going on love island yourself absolutely not and let's just be completely honest I don't, <laughs> yeah if we're being completely honest like i don't think i'm the um physical uh type that people want to see on love island anyway um and i'm well aware of that so definitely probably not for me um and i don't think i would do well like 24 7 being filmed i don't think that i'm 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 good for that. I've considered like Big Brother, but even then I'm like, I don't know that I would want to be filmed for so long. So yeah, no, not for me. Yeah, no, not me either. I'm quite <laughs> a private person, I think. It's sort of like my idea of hell, actually, you have a camera, yes. camera in your bedroom. Like, it's not just like, just the whole thing, isn't it? You just, it's almost like there's no escape from it. I, I think I'd probably spend all the time just in the loo or something trying to get away from the cameras. I just... Yeah, but it's a very strange environment, isn't it? No, I don't know about you, but I've got Jamaican parents. Do you know what I mean? And like, my, can you imagine kissing on TV and then your mum watching it and then it's in the family group chats and you've got aunts from Jamaica calling in to see what's going on? No, that, that I couldn't think of anything worse. So uh, going back to talks with Ash, in terms of that, um, it seems like it's kind of, you're living your life very much online and almost like you're kind of always on. But do you set certain boundaries in terms of your work online? Because it feels like, especially like through the Love Island stuff, you were on, I think, pretty much almost every day and moderating this space. And, you know, that's quite hard work, it seems to me. Yeah, I think I have to give myself more grace because moderating spaces where there's lots of different personalities, different opinions, um, some people are really confident and want to speak for a long period of time. Some people are a bit shy and are slower speaking. You get some people that are a bit rude and say things that you shouldn't be saying. To be able to moderate that space for as long as I did is really difficult. And I really want to give myself a pat on the back for that because it is hard work. Um, and I had to learn. We did So we did Love Island Spaces last year on Clubhouse. They weren't as, as big as they are now. So I had to learn pretty quickly this year that I have to set boundaries and we start. So when Love Island finishes at 10 and I have to be off by 12. Um, and that's just for, you know, like my mental health, fatigue management. Um, it's to make sure that I can get up bright and early and go to work or whatever it kind of is I'm doing um, outside of the spaces. So I definitely have had to set boundaries with how much I'm online but unfortunately like when you're a commentator people want to know what you think about things all the time so you kind of do live online essentially yeah it is like when you were doing it, I thought wow this is brilliant and I really enjoyed it but I also thought my god this is hard work and I was so glad you at least took your birthday off I saw because I thought you know you definitely shouldn't be running this on your birthday I mean everyone deserves days off yeah I took my I took my birthday off and then that was the only day we took off over the Love Island period, yeah. 
Tell us a bit more about like the kind of spaces that you're running now, because obviously Love Island sort of like was in the summer. So what sort of things are people chatting about at the moment? Basically, just kind of what we see in pop culture. So, you know, there's been lots of celebrity dating things that we spoke about. We another kind of big room was the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard case. Um, that was in the news and people had lots of thoughts about that. There were lots of thoughts about Khloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson having a baby when, you know, he'd cheated on her multiple times and there'd been lots of kind of allegations about that. So it's just whatever's kind of happy, happening in the press, we'll talk about on Talks of Ash because there's loads of people that constantly want to get their opinions out. And so I guess we provide a platform for them to do that. Yeah, you do. And as someone who's sort of been sort of part of it, it's just, it's such good fun and but I can see both sides of it. I can see, like, as a listener and someone who's sort of joined in, it is lots of fun. But I also think, yeah, you do deserve that pass on the back because it's a lot of work. Because, like you it's say, you get lots of very strong personalities. Yeah, lots of personalities, lots of people with opinions. And I imagine you do have to kind of keep an eye on anyone that might be, you know, saying, extru- you know, potentially abusive things. I mean, it doesn't seem like you have that kind of thing too much. But I don't know how much is going on behind the scenes in terms of, you know managing that kind of stuff um but yeah it does feel like a lot so yeah well done <laughs> it's yeah but they're great fun as a participant just for people just for people that don't know when you host a space I also have a hashtag which is talks with ash which not everybody wants to speak or some people are speaking and they want to reply to something someone else has said so a lot of tweets happen in the hashtag sometimes thousands and thousands and thousands per space so I also have to keep an eye on the hashtag, make sure that people are being respectful and kind in the hashtag, whilst keeping an ear on what the current speaker is saying, whilst kind of knowing when to cut them off so that everybody gets a chance to speak, whilst resetting the room, whilst managing the requests. So there is a lot that happens in a space. And I think like, not to pat myself on the back too much, I think people underestimate how much work goes into that. So um, I'm glad then if you as a listener find it fun because that's exactly what I want my listeners to experience, like a good, fun, fun time. Yeah, definitely. And in a what feels like a kind of safe and moderated environment, like not not environments that been, that's been kind of sanitised in any way, but it does, you know, I think it's good that you have the boundaries in terms of the amount that certain people can speak and that kind of thing. I'd like to change pace a little bit now because obviously this is a mental health podcast You've mentioned on your platforms in the past that you've experienced depression. Are you all right to talk a little bit about that and what that looks like for you? Oh, yeah. I mean, I have been diagnosed with clinical depression uh, a while ago. And for me, it's very confusing because there are days that I'm on top of the world and I feel great and I want to go out and I want to do lots of things. But there are also days lots of days where I can't even get out of bed um and so for me I've had to find ways of managing that and ways of like okay this is one of those days what are we going to do to kind of I don't want to say pull ourselves out of it because I know that that can be problematic to say but for me what are we going to do to kind of make sure that this isn't the start of several bad days and this can kind of be nipped in the bud so over the years I mean I've been dealing with this since I was about 18 so over the past kind of 10 years I found my rhythm but it has definitely come with its challenges. Yeah absolutely. Um, 
What kind of support have you had, whether from the GP or elsewhere? What sort of things have you found useful? I've been really lucky to have like friends and family that really support me and really speak positivity into me and lift me up. I think that for me has been the most helpful because you know GPs can be great GPs can be not so great but ultimately they don't know you they don't know what your life is like outside of your your illness so I think it's really important to have a strong foundation of of people that are there for you and can support you and I would always recommend as well and I know that everybody can't necessarily have this but for me it's a few different people because gosh depressing depression can be very overbearing for the people that are supporting you through it as well so I've kind of learned to not burden anyone part well not burden but I've kind of learned how to get support from different people during different times of my life so that I'm I, I don't feel like I'm burdening um anyone and I think there is also no harm or shame in seeing your GP that's what they're there for and even if you know you're feeling okay but things don't seem quite right go to the GP like I really think that we shouldn't be encouraging people to have more open dialogue with their their GPs if they can I know it's hard now getting appointments and things um and then I'm also in a position where I'm very blessed I uh, work for an organization that provides private health care so I've also been able to have counseling and CBT and you know not just kind of prescriptions I've been able to talk through some of how I feel as well so I think just a little bit of everything together you know you've got your GP you've got medication you've got um CBT and then you've got people that can support you that combination of all of those things has really helped yeah definitely and I think for most people it's kind of process it's a process of finding what what works for you isn't it in particular sure I love what you said in there about kind of finding a support network because it's funny I mean um I've got bipolar disorder and with the depression side of things, I remember going to a GP and she just asked me, oh, so do you have a support network? And that just didn't, it's weird at that point, it hadn't even occurred to me, but what you've described sounds very much like a a good support network and you've kind of got like a team of people around you who you can message or call or or however you communicate with them when you are struggling. Because I think that's really key and I think that can get left out actually. Yeah, and I think as well for me it's it's about knowing what my support network looks like and I remember when I back in the day oh my god the days of retail when I used to work in retail my um my regional manager used to say to me know your staff strengths who's good at what and when and I feel like that's the same when you're looking for your support network with your depression who's good for what and when so like my mum she's the one I will go to when I want someone to be like right come on get up we're gonna clean we're gonna clean up we're going to go to the gym, we're going to do that, because she is, like, she's very militant, and she's a get-up-and-go person, but then when I kind of just want someone who is just going to listen maybe to me cry or be sad that day, and just someone who's very warm and empathetic, I'll go to my little sister, because she's very empathetic, and she really understands how I feel on a sad day, and she's just, she's there to listen, and she really makes me feel heard, and then if I want someone who's going to watch films and make me laugh and just, you know, get some hot chocolate and we're just going to sit in front of the telly and just giggle all day, I'll go to my dad. So it's also about like knowing who's good for what and when, because getting that wrong as well can also be not very helpful. So, you know, it's about knowing who to go to. I completely agree. And I've talked to a lot of people on this podcast about the idea of kind of having a, a toolkit 
and sort of getting that together when you're not feeling so low or when you're not struggling with your mental health so you you sort of have those tools so that when you actually do start to struggle that's what you use you know those are the things that you know that you can go to because you don't what you don't want to happen is you get to a really you know difficult situation and at that point you're tra- kind of desperately sort of trying to find help exactly yes so my next question I guess is just how are you doing these days I mean it seems like everything's absolutely perfect from your social medias um but yeah how's things going in terms of your mental health because the past few years have just been so challenging haven't they yeah and I think you make a that's a really good question because you say you know from my social media everything looks great everything looks perfect and I think no one's life is perfect and I think sometimes social media can be a bit of a fast and everybody's lives look great on social media but you don't know what's kind of going on behind closed doors so I always say if you are someone who's struggling with depression please don't look at anybody's social media and think that you're not doing as well as them or you're not where you should be because the chances are they're not either and for me I know it looks really great on socials but I still have my days where I struggle and you know I'm I'm more visible now than I was a couple of years ago so you know sometimes I'm posted on blogs or um you know other commentators discuss me and what we do and you know what trolls are like and what the comment sections can be like and sometimes that does affect me I think if you say anyone who says it doesn't is maybe not being so honest so I still have my days where I don't want to get out of bed and I've looked at the comment section and people are you know talking about my weight or what I look like and things so I'm I'm much better but even I still have have days that are not so great yeah people can be extremely unkind can't they on online to sort of say the least I mean in terms of the mental health community generally I found things can be great and you can find a really good network in terms of very specific issues you can find some really great people but like you said I think they'll just even if you know all the socials kind of get a lot better in terms of cracking down um I think there'll still always be trolls or just unkind people who want to bring people down for some reason and I do actually sometimes just wonder about their own mental health I mean it's not really my I don't feel it's my job to kind of fix them (laughs) but but at the same time I do think you know like what's going on what's going on with you that you must you know need to to say cruel things to people if you see what I mean that you don't even know um so moving on to kind of more cheerful things um what are your plans for talks with ash in 2023 oh i just want to do like even hearing that question makes me so happy and talks with ash i feel like has honestly like it helps with my depression so much because it's just such a source of joy for me so next year i really want to ramp up the spaces i want to include more tv shows um I would love to move to my own TV show eventually um a kind of interviewing platform with a bit of a twist I want to appear on more more shows more podcasts and kind of really get myself out there so next year I kind of want to like up the ante a lot and just get talk to Dash out there and you know like I said in include as many tv shows as possible um so there's the return of big brother next year that's so highly anticipated so we'll do another talks with ash run for that we've got winter love island that starts in january so we'll be back with talks with ash in january for the winter love island recaps and then we've got love island again in uh, the summer so yeah it, it should be a good year yeah i'm sure it will be because obviously like this past year has gone so well for you and yeah the following that you've sort of got 
is just sort of phenomenal. And I think that, you know, Love Anne would be daft not to have you on at some point, just because, like you said, you were you were having sort of more people tweeting about talks with Ash than Love Island. And it was just, yeah, it was crazy. And even just really, really quickly, I do just want to say as well, my like talks with Ash fam, the people that tune in, you know, space after space, use the hashtag constantly, come to the shows, buy merch. They, they are the reason why I've done so well. It's all because of them. It's because they support, they come back every, you know, time after time. They fiercely defend me, honestly. Like, that is the best part of what I do. It's the listeners. Because without them, nobody's listening, so nobody cares. Without the listeners, Talks of Ash isn't Talks of Ash. So, huge thank you to them as well. So, this is goodbye from Mentally If you've been affected by any of the issues we've been chatting about today, please give the Samaritans a ring on 116-123. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review and subscribe to our channel and perhaps even go back and listen to some old episodes. We have many of them. Also, you can get in contact with us. We have a lovely Facebook group which is called Mentally Yours, and we're also on Twitter at MentallyYRS. See you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.